Hey, it's Mentally Chill with your favorite host, not me. Hey guys, it's Kristen. Welcome to the show. Before I get started, of course, just want to say a quick shout out to my new Patreon peeps. There's only two of you, but that's okay. The smaller, the better. Not really, but anyway, (laughs) if more people want to donate on Patreon, please do. Please go to patreon.com slash mentally chill. That is what Aurora S. and Danny O. did, because you guys are super smart. And I just wanted to let you guys know we're reaching a landmark in Patreon and are nearing 100 sponsors. So with continued support from you guys, I can start sending out merch and exclusives for the Patreon community. And the more numbers we gain, the sooner you listeners can start enjoying the full benefits of being my children. You make improvements to the show possible, and I couldn't hold this dysfunctional family together without you. So I love you guys, and make sure you guys love me back. And I will love that even more. But what I love even more is this iTunes review I'm about to read. And I want to start going back into the reviews that came about before Stevie's passing, because Stevie was such a huge part of the show and needs credit where credit's due. And so this review from Nina Nanana. Five stars. Both of you babes are totally animated, even through a podcast. I was sad with you about your experiences and grateful that you shared them. Shine bright and keep talking. High fives, hearts, sunshine, and star. Emojis. Thank you, Nina Na Na Na. And anyone else who shouts out a five-star review on our iTunes page might get a shout-out on the show. The guest I have coming up is a friend of mine. His name's Jackson Davis. He's an actor and a photographer talented in both genres and we talk about rejection falling into depression and also jackson gives some amazing book recommendations for books to kind of get you out of a hole or get you living the way you should be and we also talk about meditation and we don't get into crystals even i even though i say i want to get into crystals we don't ever get into them unfortunately we get into girls named crystal but just kidding so anyway keep listening and enjoy the show All right, so I'm hanging with Jackson Davis, who is an actor and photographer and a very smiley dude. <laughs> yep, I'm, I'm smiling. You are smiley. So I'm having you on today for a few reasons. One, I'm hitting on you. Oh, hey. Two, I'm hitting on you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and three, I'm hitting on you. No, um, so you're here because I was taping my last episode with uh, the comic Jerry... Rocha and right before we were starting his TV was on and your Audi commercial came on or Audi Audi yeah I say Audi. it like white trash Audi Audi you well, get out of here when I was young my mom had an Audi mm-hmm. and I'm from a really small town and you can't do anything out of the or- ordinary or that sounds fancy no I get it I'm from upstate New yes York yes too. I was gonna say I, yes and I know you would know yeah because you're from the hometown I remember my aunt had an Audi an Audi and right. <laughs> growing up and we all thought whoa Right, it was a big deal. Cra- yeah, it was red. Ooh. And it, I was at first, I was like young, so I'm like, is it like an Olympic car? Yeah. Is it like the Olympics? Because you know the symbols. Yes, that's what I always thought. Look like the Olympics. They I'm do. Like, are they tied together in <laughs> right. some way? Special Olympics car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I have I have the uh, the Audi uh, commercial. Commercial, right yeah. There. So you're in an Audi commercial, and mm. it was right before I was taping, and then I remembered I'd asked you to do the podcast, and I was like, oh yeah, I gotta ask Jackson again. I wonder how many people listening to this have been annoyed by me. Probably many. Probably. But you look so cute in that commercial. Oh. And it was funny because I look, I mean, you always look cute, but I looked up and I was like, whoa, hot dude on the TV. And then and I, I was like, oh, I know him. It was me. I know him. I've, I've. You were like Santa. I'm like, I know him. You've, you've made out with him once before. I have. I have. And so we can talk about that. Yeah, we can talk about Because we him. went out we did. on two that's dates. How, that's how we met. Mm-hmm. And you had an incredibly filthy bathroom. <laughs> I want to be like, and you had an incredibly filthy mouth. <laughs> I but know. no, it I, was, well, I mean, it could transfer from your bathroom to your mouth, maybe. But right, like, right. you had literally the grossest bathroom I've ever and, seen. And I'm not gonna fight you on it. Yeah, I, and it's weird because you don't look like the type to have a dirty bathroom. No, it, it's really not me. It's, it's not me. It was it was the bathroom. I it was messy when I moved in. We're talking like no windows in this thing, moldy. Yeah. Uh, in the bathroom. A, the in, rest of your apartment was cute. Rest of the apartment great. Yeah. Um, and I just gave up. I knew I was going to move out soon. Yeah. And so you saw the uh, tail end of a, 
a horrible bathroom. Yeah. Probably the worst. Yeah. Like a serial killer would have this sort of bathroom. Yes. Or I was going to say it looks like a bathroom that the clown, the clown from it would mm-hmm. explode into or something. <laughs> right. I don't know. Did you see that movie? <laughs> I didn't, but I saw like the trailer. So he lives in like a gutter. Yeah. He lives in a gutter, but he comes through one of the girls' bathrooms and explodes blood all over it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that yours would have looked better with the blood. <laughs> I was just going to say that. I was just going to say that would have maybe, uh, maybe helped it. Yeah. I'd be like, Ooh, beautiful color yeah. of like, like rouge or something on your walls. Mm-hmm. But rouge is such an old word for it. It was like this yellow color too that makes you feel like yeah like you, not well no inside. no and I, I I remember going in and then not want it like you warned me and you really didn't want me to go to the bathroom <laughs> but eventually I really had to go and then I remember I got in there and I was like just don't look around just don't look around so I didn't really take it in uh, the way I should have yeah that's a once in a lifetime experience you really <laughs> should have. That's check. like going to the Grand Canyon yeah. and, and just not looking over the edge. Yeah. Right? It was basically like, check peeing in a bucket off your bucket list. Because that's <laughs> what it felt like I was doing. But it's a very dirty bucket. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to talk about rejection. Because I said to you, I was like, have you ever, are you depressed ever? And you were like, I live in LA and I'm, I get, I'm an actor or right. something. Yeah. And so clearly. Well, I think anybody, and this is broad and I don't want to make too broad of a statement here, but I think a, a lot of times people who pursue work in the entertainment industry performance based suffer from uh, depression yeah because we need a lot of attention and validation i know there's a line in chicago the musical which is like my favorite line ever and it says something like and we didn't get enough love in our childhoods and that's showbiz kid Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a little bit before that and i can't think of what the words are but it's so true it is and i and i was loved as a child I was too. I just, uh, for some reason, need a lot, need attention. Yeah. In this weird way. Have you ever been clinic clinically diagnosed with depression at all? No, I not clinically. Um, like, what's your history with mental health? Well, it, it comes in two different ways, and, and this is something that I've actually. This is why I'm glad to be doing this, is because I've done a lot of reading, self help, and whatnot in the last couple of years. Yeah, and you had crystals in your room. I did. Have Which crystals. actually, I do want to talk to you about a little bit. I would love to. Okay. I'm not like a crystal expert, but I can. I dabble. Yeah. So anyway, depression comes in two different ways for me. One is the, it's it's related to where I've put my values, you know, like how my career is going, where I've put my self-worth, how much money I have. Like that can cause me to feel sad, which can be confusing as depression. Yeah. And then there's another kind that's like a dark wave that comes over mm-hmm. that seemingly comes from nowhere. And it's the one that scares me the most. And I don't have that one as much, but when it does come, it's very dark. It's yeah. just, I, I can't explain it other than just a darkness. Yeah, that's exactly what it feels like. It's like the most thick smoke that you're trying to breathe in because there's a fire in your house and it's like you're right in the thick of the smoke and that smoke can kill you. But it is, it's like trying to breathe and function with that thick, heavy smoke always in your lungs and always on your shoulders. Yeah, it always follows you everywhere. Yeah. And, and you, it's hard to see in the mirror with that smoke. I'm like, <laughs> I gotta see how I'm doing here. I like the way I look, a little smoky. Yeah, smoky yeah. eye. It's dangerous, mm-hmm. mysterious. Um, that depression, though, does follow you. Um, it follows you everywhere, and it can taint everything. It, it can taint the way you look at everything, because people always say, you know, it's how you look at things, you know? And that is true, but when you are in that, it, you don't have a choice of how you look at things. That's the difference. You don't care either. Yeah. You're like, I, I feel like when it's happening to me that everything is pointless. Yes. And um, and it's, fr- I also feel like this, the more, the, I used to feel like this, the harder I worked to stay level, mm-hmm. I'll be having a week where I feel really good and I go, uh-oh. <laughs> you know something <laughs> there's gonna bad be is a, coming. There's going to be a price to pay. Mm-hmm. That's honestly how I feel about good moods. It's going to be $14 for just one drink. That's the price usually for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. All of a sudden I'm going broke because I'm trying to deal with my emotions somehow. And it's not always by drinking, but I did go through a phase where I was drinking a lot to deal with my sadness. But what's the price that you usually pay? The, the price is uh, feeling bad. Like if I'm feeling really good for like a week, like really good. Yeah. Like you're, a, you just know you're going to drop. I just know it's going to it's gonna go to the just as high as I was. I'm going to go low. What's going to set you off to fall into that low part nothing i mean i i cannot pinpoint anything that does it so it's not like feeling you all of a sudden have a moment where say you got like you know you didn't get a part or your money finances started you know started to get to you is it like something that sets it off or literally all of a sudden you just 
stumble into it. Stumble into it. I mean, that's the two different kinds I was talking about. The money stuff definitely can cause a a sadness that feels like depression. Right, but it never kicks you into a it full doesn't, depression. It doesn't, I don't think it kicks me into a yeah. full one. It's it's more like I just don't see it coming. Yeah. And it doesn't last long for me. To be honest, I'm lucky that way. It's like a week or two. And then how long until it comes back? Um, I, it's, I don't know. It could be gone for a while. It could, like months. Mm. Like I'm talking about that dark the dark, cloud. dark. The, the depression of like, work stuff in life i think that's just life yeah i mean you still have to have emotions like you don't have to be depressed but you can still be sad yeah people come i go people go up and down and that's normal that's just life you can't be happy all the time or otherwise what the fuck would happiness be yeah (laughs) it would be worthless so yeah that cloud comes out of nowhere and then it leaves it's like a ship in the you know like a foggy Mm -hmm. pulling into a foggy harbor one from like the 1400s that's kind (laughs) of eerie looking Uh and stuff yeah yeah Yeah. you hear like that horn oh yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's coming coming but the but there's always a lighthouse there that's supposed to try to guide it Mm -hmm. so very smooth segue what do you do to get out of the depression to guide yourself away like the lighthouse would yeah that's hard um there's a couple techniques i found and i think this is really important for people who suffer from depression or even sadness is uh, the one thing that the first thing i found that really helped is writing Mm. i will write into a journal all my problems what's bothering me how do i feel even if it's nothing and i've like <laughs> but do you ever feel too down to even do that sure but I, you force yourself there's times where i don't want to go to the gym but it's i the go same thing it's the same it's thing. like no 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 and I, I say it's like you're dipping your foot into a cold pool mm-hmm. and it feels terrible you're like no no, no i don't want to do that but then you once you emerge your whole body you're mm-hmm. like, oh i'm so refreshed and that felt so good yep i'm so glad i did it even though it felt like the last thing in the world you want to do and you can start simple just be like i'm just gonna write half a page yeah. But what I've discovered is that answers come to me. Things, I, I just write free form, right? I'm just like, I fuck, I fucking hate this and this is bothering and, and then all of a sudden, I hear this voice. It sounds weird, but I hear yeah. this voice talking and communicating through my pen. Yeah. Of things that make me honestly feel better and I get a different perspective. And it's like something has left. I've, I've vented something. And it's not going to cure it, but it, it certainly helps. Yeah. Um, I found that very helpful. And I think that's actually a good practice to do every day. They call them morning pages. If you've ever done the artist way. No. <laughs> but. I started it and I never like to finished pretend, it. I like to pretend I'm above doing self-help things and stuff like that. But so many people have recommended that one. See, that's a, that's, that's a dangerous thing for you. I know. That's I a, get very stubborn. Mm-hmm. And I, I start to say certain things about certain things. So my other podcast, it's all dating advice. And it's a lot of like, as Marnie, my co-host would say, like, putting things into practice where it's like you wake up every morning and you do things in the mm-hmm. mirror and all that kind of stuff. And I'm just, I, I'm, I've been doing the show with her for almost four years and I'm still like, no, no, not going to do it. Even though so many people have written in saying I started doing what you suggested and I'm feeling so much better about myself. And my confidence has gone up and I'm like, well, it's, you're lying. You're yeah. just, you're feeling okay right now, but in two weeks you're going to, you know, so I don't really believe, even though I know those things work, I mm-hmm. just don't want to let my mind think they actually work because it's weak to me. What, it yeah, I was like going to say, is that why it's a weakness? Which to me, yeah. I'm going to flip this on you. I think that attitude is weak. I know. I'm the true That's coward. That's the weakness. Totally. It takes strength to have to, to go I do know, those things. I know. And I don't have it. So I'm going like, to stand. It's like I'm like the bully who's like no, making do. fun of the kids who can like, <laughs> you know, do good art or are good at art and stuff and I'm like stupid stupid art but like yeah. secretly all I want to do is like be good at something like that well you know they say like gamblers gamble because they want to lose and I think a lot of times people don't want to get better because it's what's comfortable totally 100% I don't know I mean I'm I don't know what I would do if I was thoroughly happy and I do want to be happy but my therapist would actually ask me that like do you actually want to be happy mm-hmm. but and I do I'd say yeah of course I do that's why I'm here but yeah. at the same time, it is, it's like, I'm just used to waiting in this pool of what I know. Right. So who knows? I might not like the other pool. So I probably do keep myself. I, I would say so. Yeah. But, but it's the human experience. We want to stay comfortable. And, and a lot of times And despite that, I'm wearing super tight jeans. <laughs> I can't be comfortable. And these jeans are so uncomfortable. Uh, I think my jeans Your are jeans just Your jeans are kind of tight. tight. Yeah. And I'm tight. super comfortable in them. We kind of are dressed like twins. I, I'm like one of those dogs, you know, that like um, needs the support blanket to feel c- comfortable. Like That's my a, dog. Yeah. yeah. So the, the tighter my jeans and clothes are, <laughs> the, 
the safer I feel. It's like I your feel. mother's holding you. Yeah. <laughs> She's cradling my balls. It yeah. feels so nice. It feels so good. I love you, Mom. Thanks, Mom. Mm-hmm. No one cradles my balls like you. <laughs> <laughs> and no one ever, ever will, so <laughs> get used to it. Um, <laughs> see how you change the subject, too? Do you see how yeah, you did I, that? I have like a defense mechanism right. thing where I don't. We're getting too close yeah, it's too to real. the truth. It's too real. It's too real. I couldn't have this podcast if I got better. What would I do? Be like happy and I talk to a bunch of sad people like, hey, guys, sorry, you're sad. I'm going to go in my Mercedes. And I know, I know that's not what makes happiness, but I'm saying that's <laughs> it's let, Audi, that's if anything, an Audi. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Which, again, by the way, if you ever see Jackson in that commercial, you'll be like, oh, cool. I heard him on a podcast. You heard me on a podcast. Yeah. I'm just so you know, the commercial is the one where uh, like I've, I'm turning evidence on the mob or whatever. Right. Turn down the FBI deal. Right. But see what you did there is <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to go, continue. I'm going to go back. <laughs> I'm going to continue. Because what you did is like this is the people who will say like like heavier comedians will go if I get skinny I won't be funny anymore. Yeah. And you just kind of did that as like well if I get heavier I thought you meant for a minute like darker comedians but then all of a sudden I realized you meant overweight. Overweight. Oh, we can even mentally. But Tubbies. that's the same thing. You're afraid of like being happy will make make you It's like, a different it makes you a different person. It doesn't I, though. I know it doesn't, but in your head it does. And mm-hmm. I self-deprecate all the time. And someone I met was like, you are way too self-deprecating. I think I said that to you. You might have. And maybe a few people have said it to me. They've said like, you're way too self-deprecating. And I said, well, if I didn't self-deprecate, I would have nothing else to talk about. <laughs> like I would have nothing to add to anything. <laughs> it's how it's how I've operated since I was about three years old mm-hmm. when I got a crossed eye. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? No, I me? didn't know that. Yeah. I think I, yeah, I've talked about it on the show, but my eye started to cross when I was three and all of a sudden it was like thrown into this world where I had an eye, my eye was crossed. I got it fixed. Mm, I can tell. Yeah. I'm I like, eh. <laughs> um, I, I do the stupid thing in stand up where I'm like, talk about my crossed eye and I say like, you guys look really good over there and I point the opposite direction that I'm, that I'm looking yeah. people. It's so cheesy, but people like it. I like it. Um, thanks. Uh, no autographs, please. But all of a sudden I was thrown into this world of people judging me mm-hmm. and looking at me funny. Mm-hmm. And so I instantly pulled out whatever cards I had, which was to deprecate right. and if, protect myself. If you're laughing at yourself, then exactly. no one else. It's is like gonna... the cliche thing. Yeah. Of comedians. I'm like, well, totally. if yeah, if I made fun of myself first, no one else could get to it and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I've lived that way since I was three. So I don't know another way to live. Mm-hmm. Even if I don't, my eye is straight and I might be like relatively attractive or, you know, like I still don't. Relatively. Relatively. Please, girl. Relatively. Please, girl. Relatively. You got it going on. Oh, that's not. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know. Come on, y'all. You've kidding. seen her Instagram. I only pick the good pictures. into the shore part there you go there we go i knew it sounded weird there, oh that's so much better oh shit <laughs> i was like what this doesn't sound right so on the patreon account i post mini podcast episodes where i get really personal and this one i posted this week was about going out of town with my sister and not being able to enjoy it because i knew we were going to be taking pictures and the entire time it was just like here's this beautiful scenery of big sur the coastline and I'm going to screw it up with my stupid face. That's so crazy. Cause you're like, you've got all the great features, but like I don't. beautiful eyes and cheekbones and like great hair. Like, I don't know what you would, you know, great nose. Like mm. what is it? The, I think in motion I'm better looking to people like in real <laughs> life. But when I f- take pictures, my I, face doesn't capture. Mm, I think honestly, mm, I've seen pictures of you. It, but it sounds uh, they're honking because they agree. Yeah, they agree. That was how, uh, <laughs> but I only post the good pictures, and so like this weekend, my sister is really photogenic, and not that I'm jealous. We don't have a competitive relationship at all. But it's like, oh, here's my sister's normal face, and here comes my freak face. But it's really, and I know it sounds so shallow, and and really just kind of pathetic to really worry about when there's so many other things to worry about. But I'm so fixated on certain aspects of my face that I can't I I think I have maybe an OC, OCD about it mm-hmm. because all probably like in the same amount of time that a dude has thought about sex during the day like he thinks about sex like 1500 times a day I've thought about the things wrong with my face 1500 times a day mm-hmm. so it doesn't it's like the this thing on on repeat right and I can't live comfortably 
Um, and that's part of reason, the reason why I've stopped acting and things because my face looks different at different angles and I no longer want to try to fight that and, and think, well, maybe if I shot the scene at this angle, I just, I'm done. I just, I'm done seeing myself. I'm done worrying about it. I mean, to an extent, I'll still worry about it with a picture I put on Instagram, but I've really just chosen to not do a lot of things because I think I have a freak face, like a facial dysmorphic disorder thing. And, um, has anyone ever I don't, said how do we hey, get on this? Why, do, why it, am I talking about? Has myself? anyone ever said to you, "Hey, freak face," like when you're from across the street? No, but in my mind, that's what they say. No, but nobody has ever. But said their that. eyes are saying it. See, I I'm a, like, I know what your eyes are saying, and tell them to be quiet. Okay, I'm gonna give tell you a story here. Um, I, when I first started smoking weed, and it doesn't weed does not go well with me. Like I just I've tried it a, a bunch. And yeah. It just I don't have the right chemistry for it. So one of the times I smoked, it dawned on me. I was like, what if I'm, like, slow. <laughs> and no one's told me. I think about that all the time. I'm no, telling you. I'm just like, they're like, good for him. He's got his own apartment. He's, <laughs> he's living on his own. He's yeah. going to be an actor. Also <laughs> that. Like, look at him. Look how sweet. Isn't he just really impressive? So nice. The strides he's made with all those challenges. Yeah. But that was all in my head. And it's amazing. The well, story because that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Maybe I am. <laughs> but I decided I didn't care at a certain point. Like, well, if I am, I'm not whatever. I'm. This is my life. And I'm not going to dwell on like what other people how they perceive me because I feel fine really on the inside. Although I have a terrible memory, which could be, I should feel like I should get handicapped parking for that. But, um, but you'd forget your sign where my car is, but you'd forget the handicap. I I would, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't matter. Like I'm reading this book right now. That's really great. This is something I want to mention too. It's called, uh, the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Ooh. And it's, I highly recommend it. it. Yeah. I highly recommend it because one of the things he talks about is where you're putting your values and how that can make you miserable. And what, how most people are miserable is that they, they've put their values in the wrong things. Mm-hmm. And once that changes, you can stop giving a fuck about like what people think you'd look like or, um, or, or half the things that we all worry about. Like, yeah. Well, it's, it's, I, I've said a gajillion times, if you guys listen to my other podcast, I've said th- there's so, and I actually posted on our Instagram a long time ago, but sorry, I'm burping because it's very ladylike. Excuse me. It's, it's, it's the LaCroix. It's, it's La- 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 well, we had a big argument, folks, out there. Uh, LaCroix or LaCroix? If you're an asshole, it's LaCroix. <laughs> if you're a regular person who I'd like, it's yeah, LaCroix. Like I live in uh, Los Feliz. Right. Same thing? Right, right, right. Okay. Right. I actually talked about that on... Actually, that's a good time for me to talk to you guys real quickly about Patreon because I recently recorded an episode with my friend Maddie Goldberg, and he lived in... He lives in um, Los Feliz, and we had that entire. Uh, we had about a five minute conversation about whether it's Los Feliz or Los Feliz. It's a raging debate. It is, but I'm actually. I, I say it was a good episode, despite our little uh, debate over the Los Feliz thing, or Los Feliz. But he opened up about the loss of his friend and his podcast co-host, and it's very relatable because of clearly like what I've gone through in the show. But because of the old equipment that I had, mm-hmm. we had to throw out the episode. But oh, no. thanks to Patreon donations, look at this awesome setup this that I have. This is an awesome setup. And how good do we sound out, y'all? I mean, We sound really good. I mean, despite our actual words and what right, we're actually right. saying. No, not the content. The content's no good, but our voices sound great. <laughs> and that's all because of the Patreon sponsorship. So lost episodes are now a thing of the past. They can go, they can go away with all the other lost episodes. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like. Lost episodes will go into the past with the lost episodes. You know what, you what could, I'm saying? You know what you could do with that lost episode is you could like write it out sort of and um, like reenact it. That would be terrible. Be a really bad idea <laughs> unless you wanted to do it. Like a short film. It's all yours. Yeah. It's a sad short film. It's called The Lost Episodes. Yeah. But anyway, that's the impact that supporting the show on Patreon has is that you guys got me cool mics like this and they're not totally paid off. So please continue to support or support if you aren't already. All it takes is $2 and you have access to all the extras on the Patreon account. And also I send you um, emails and I follow you on Instagram and Twitter and we can chit chat back and forth and you can message me and all that kind of stuff. The other thing I want to let you guys know, which is super random and I'm sorry I'm putting you through this Jackson what sorry I zoned out there okay good please continue to zone out because I wanted to also tell you guys I know this is has nothing to do with depression um there's this new app called instant go and I don't think the name really fits the app but basically what it is is it's an app where you can access professionals and ask them advice and you pay for it but like if you 
you know, need legal advice and you don't want to pay a lawyer like lawyer fees, you can go on this app and it's basically like whatever they set up to charge, but it will be like $2 a minute to talk to them on the phone or a dollar a minute to text or a dollar a text with them or something. That's crazy. That's it's, a great idea. It's kind of a great idea. But anyway, I'm on there to offer uh, banter lessons for dudes who are trying to date oh, or, that's gr- or great. girls also, well, well, or I'll write opening lines for you guys. Nobody banters like you. I got I, I am great at the banter. Yeah. It's like the one thing in, in life that I'm good at. I'm not good at a lot. And most anything I'm terrible at except banter except right now when I'm trying to talk about banter but um (laughs) you guys can go on there and if you do want help with your dating lines and bantering or even if you're looking for advice or anything like that you can find me on instant go it's instantgo.com slash Kristen Carney so that's super random and I haven't even put it out on my other podcast yet but um I love it though I think it's a great idea yeah that's actually really helpful like is if somebody can go I think dating is purely about confidence it's not about anything else. So if you can send somebody out there who maybe isn't sure of themselves with some armed with some witty banter and the, and you yeah. know, then they could really have the chance for the person to get to know them. At least it'll get you a date. It, at least get you a date. Oh, you're talking like the text banter before yeah, the preamble. Yeah. I mean, I can also give them lines to use, but I don't want it to seem like they're out and they're reading a script or something. But in the, I'll banter with that woman that you want me to banter with. Like I will... This is very Shakespearean. But, it, but it's, it's it'll like, be you, but it'll be me. But yeah. I will help you because women hear, hear the same lines over and over and over. Like, hey, how's your Monday going? And it's just like, bleh. You've heard that four million times or someone saying, oh, hi, I think you're beautiful. I'm, I'm taken back by your beauty. It's like, okay, it's not original and a girl's not really going to respond to it. But anyway, that's for a different show. Th- that's like the movie Roxanne with Steve Martin. Have you ever watched that movie? I have. I have, really but literally I can't remember it. I remember watching it as a kid. He's in love with... He has a big nose in it, He's right? got a big nose, so yeah. he finds himself hideous. And But I think Daryl Hannah, he's in love with Daryl Hannah. Right. Um, but but it's the, a comically big nose. It's like clearly it's a, comic, a fake yeah. big nose. It's yeah, it's like ridiculous. long, like it's like two feet inches. long yeah. Yeah. <laughs> off his face. Yeah, and he uh, he is in love with her, but she falls like this other guy who's the dumb fireman, right? Who was in every '80s movie. Like when you see his face, you're like, oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, he he likes her too, and so he asked Steve Martin to like whisper things into his ear, like from outside to, and oh, he's like yes, sending yes, letters, yes, yes. and it's really Steve Martin she's falling in love mm-hmm. with. Not the dumb fireman. Yeah. So basically, I'm going to steal all your dates is what Jackson's trying to say. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So I want to go just go back to besides talking about my looks, I want to talk about rejection Mm. because when you're feeling depressed and then on top of it, you get rejected. It's the worst thing in the world. And so you've been pursuing acting for how long? And I'm not trying to say like you've been rejected a million times. No, I I have though. Yeah. You have. 14 years. Yeah. 14. 14. That's a long time to face face a lot of rejection. There was a two-year period, too, where I was really going out for a lot of stuff, and I, I didn't even get a, a single callback, like a job. Yeah. And it was like 100, yeah. 100, 200. It was a lot. So how do you get through it, and how do you know that you shouldn't take it personally? Oh, man, there, there really is no way <laughs> at a certain point not to take it personally. But what I did... I said, I'm going to kind of that, like, I'm going to get better. You know, it drove me to like, be like, I'm going to get better. Like, obviously I'm not up to par. You're right. This is, I have to take some responsibility. Oh, well that's smart. Yeah. Instead of just going, well, they're stupid. I'm great. Right. I don't have to work on anything. Let me make this rejection make me better. Yeah. And I think that's what rejection is there for. I think it's there to make you better. There's, there's, it's not just an insult to you. It's, it's the universe or, or whatever you believe in going, no, here, I, I'm, I'm telling you something. Either this isn't for you mm-hmm. or, and it's time to change direction or this girl's not for you or this guy's not for you, or there's something about you that you need to work on. Mm-hmm. And I really think that's all rejection is. It's not some giant negative. And thing. I don't, I don't really like this. I wanted, I, I want you to tell me that I'm rejected because <laughs> I'm great and no one really sees it and I don't need to change a well, thing. You are great. You are great. And, but rejection is just a part of life too. Yeah. Well, it is part of life. And someone said to me a long time ago, because I went to a casting, whatever with casting directors Yeah. and the dude said he was not insulting me at all, but he basically said, I think you're unique he wasn't saying like oh i think you're so unique that you need to be this and that he just basically said you're unique enough that i don't think really reading someone else's writing is really going to work for you Mm -hmm. and you need to do all of your own stuff that's the exact advice billy bob thornton got from uh, billy wilder when he was catering a party ah he's like son uh hollywood's not gonna they're not gonna see it they're not gonna see it you need to write your own thing so he went out and wrote that uh what was that movie uh Uh, he won an oscar for it oh i don't know (laughs) 
A sling blade. And we didn't even Google sling blade. Okay. Redemption. That's about Google. Good job. And I want to say this about rejection too. Here's another thing I did when I first moved to Los Angeles. Getting an agent is really hard. I I wasn't in SAG yet. I didn't have anything. So I was sending out letters to all these agencies and getting rejected and feeling like shit and thinking something was wrong with me. But then I turned that rejection into an actual goal. I was like, you know what? My goal now is to be rejected by every single agency in this (laughs) town. I want I want to be rejected because like what a story. That's a great attitude. And then through yeah. the process of that, I ended up getting an agent. Right. You know, so like don't look at it as a as a negative as much as it feels that way. Yeah. And I think people like to portray the social media thing. People like to portray that everything's going great and going oh, smoothly. It's the worst. It's it, all my Instagram is like, look how great everything is. It's, it's the worst. I went through a period where I couldn't look at it for like a year. I was like, I, I'm not going to look through these feeds because I. Yeah. It's new to this generation, to us. Yeah. It's new. And so, like, we had to adjust a mindset before you're, like, free to look at something like that without feeling terrible. Yeah. And it still happens. I'll still go through a feed and see someone in, like, Fiji. Yeah. But I'll, I, I know, me too. But I'll think it's, it's like, the trips and everything. But it's also the when you're in, like, quote, unquote, with the business, mm-hmm. you're seeing people posting, like, sh- sets that they're on yeah. or auditions that they're at or just killed the scene with Meryl Streep. Yeah. Like <laughs> I'm like, cool. I just killed Meryl Streep. <laughs> so we're kind of similar. Um, but that would make me feel really, really bad about myself and would shoot me into depression. So like, cause you mm-hmm. said you would kind of just stumble into depression and the everyday things wouldn't really send you there for me. I mean, I'm always consistently depressed, but it does get worse when I do um, self comparisons. Absolutely, that happens to me too. I don't want to say that that doesn't. It, it can. I can be set off, but it doesn't last a long time. That's good. Mine, mine lasts for a lifetime. I mean, it's still. I'm still trying to fight some comparisons I've made to other girls in LA doing comedy for since I moved here like ten years ago. You know, for ten years, mm-hmm. and so for me, it's it's not something that I can easily get out of, and I'm still trying to figure out ways. And so you said the subtle art of the subtle art of not giving a fuck, not giving a fuck. Mark, oh, yeah. Mark I'm sorry. Manson, I think is his name who wrote it. And he's it's wonderful. There's so much power in not giving a fuck. Mm-hmm. It's insane. And, and, and his point is you can't live a life of just not giving a fuck. It's about it's about deciding what, what you, you want to give, give a, a fuck, fuck about. about. Right. And what's healthy, what's good for you. And honestly, what's just bullshit. That's wasting your mental energy and your time. Is it like a workbook thing where you no, fill things out? No, not at all. Okay. And he writes it. I mean, I've never read a book with so many fucks in it. Ooh. It's very well written, and it's like he's talking to you. It's really great. And you get it on Audible, too, which is... I got it on Audible, actually. I didn't read it. I wanted, yeah, yeah. I was going to pretend you I'm so you bad all. at reading. No. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't, read a lot. Yeah, you I were just talking about how you think you might be slow. <laughs> I'm not going to buy you read the book. I'm like, oh, please. There's no pictures in it? Uh, no. <laughs> Um, no, I do read a lot of books, but I've, I, I'm well in traffic. I enjoy listening to podcasts and now books. Um, and another one I'd like to suggest that really helped me mentally is conversations with God. And I'm not like a religious guy at all. I, I do believe there's something because... My conversations with God are like, hey, God, can I please get this job <laughs> yeah. because I need some, like, I need like $2,000. Well, that's how this book started was it was this guy who had really hit the fucking bricks with his life. It was like everything that could go wrong had gone wrong. And he was writing an ang- and he had been religious and he sat down and he wrote an angry letter to God. He's like, fuck you. I, I've done all this and where are you? And then all of a sudden for, for this one year period, he heard a voice in his head talking back to him and he wrote it all down. Hmm. And See, part of me wants to be open to that and part of me wants to be like, he's crazy. Uh, right. He's insane. Sure. And it's easy to go that way. But um, even if he is insane... And even if it is crazy and he made it all up in his head. It was helpful to other people. Helpful. What does he say in it? Oh, you, it's, I, You're I, like, again, I didn't read it. I don't know. It's, I, just, <laughs> I did listen to I that listen one on Audible when you too. listen, it goes in and out one ear Dude, and out the other. Ed Asner reads The Voice of God. Oh, and I Ellen love Burstyn. It's like. He's the, he's the up guy, right? He was an yeah, up. Yeah, it's so great. I, love, I am him in up. This <laughs> cranky old man. So, so those two books really helped my mental outlook. Um, oh, your dog, is, <laughs> your dog is petting he me. He likes you. Um, and, and the last thing I'm going to tell you that helped me, because um, I don't know how much time we have, so I'm just going to cram it in, is meditating. And I know that's what everybody well, says. Well, yeah, I want to talk about meditating and crystals. Uh, yeah, everybody says that. Um, but it's really true. It has helped me. I went, I went to a guy named Light Watkins. I found him on Google. And he lives <laughs> in Venice. Is it L-I-G-H-T? L-I-G-H-T. Oh, jeez. I know. I know, but he's amazing. He's not a D-bag? He's not a D-bag at all. He looks just like Will Smith. 
now he writes um, an email every single day that I read, and it's that helps me just his short two minute read every day. But I found him on Google. It, it was pay what you could. Oh, um, like whatever a week's salary to you is. He didn't like check your taxes or anything. And he taught you how to meditate, like a Vedic meditation. In person or over In the internet? In person. It took. It was uh, a four day class. Um, pay what you want. It was well, pay what pay, whatever pay. one week's salary is to you. And that, okay. And it didn't. So twenty dollars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think he had a minimum of like two hundred dollars. But um, yeah. if it's the Vedic is basically the same as Transcendental, and Transcendental will charge you like eight grand. What's or the difference crazy. between the two? I don't know. Hmm, interesting. Nothing that I've ever been told. He, it's like mantra based. He gives you a word that you repeat in your head over and over. Thoughts come. That's fine. Go back to the word and eventually drop off. I should know what the trans, what is it? Trans- Transcendental. I should know what that is because I had Jeff Garland on the show and he talked about Transcendental. He does Transcendental Meditation. I love Jeff Garland. And I can't way. remember. Yeah, he's very All lovable. All time great laugh right there. Oh, he has a great laugh. Great laugh. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, but he he does Transcendental, which I think is like focusing on a, an object or something. Uh, no, Maybe there was something. It's a mantra. Oh, it, oh that is a mantra. Yeah, it's okay. a mantra. Okay, yeah. It's a word and... I've never told it to anybody. Poop, poop, he, he, poop. Yeah. I just focus on poop. Well, it's a nonsensical word, so that you, that way you don't have any connections with it. So it won't, like, if your word was poop, I'd start thinking about, um, oh, I was pooping today, and then I was on my phone. I read that article about yeah. this. You know, yeah. This, I can't poop. I'm frustrated. And I've never said the word to anybody else. It's, it's great. Really? Yeah. I've, I've been doing did, did you make like up the seven word? seven years. No, he whispers it in your ear. He gives oh, it to you. Oh, but it might have meaning to you, though. You know, he might not. He might pick a word like it's not grasshopper. A w- no, it's not, like, a, it's not a word. Oh, okay. It's like literally like gibberish. Sort of. Okay. I'm sure it might be a word in, in like Hindi. I don't know. Yeah. But that's cool. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> a good guess. It sounded, yeah. <laughs> sounded authentic. Yeah. But that has helped me quite a bit, and um, and it does. I know everyone rolls their eyes when they say meditation. Yeah, but I do. What does it help? Like, what does it? Does it just center you for the day, or does it make you feel happy? To me, it sounds like boring, and I'm gonna get in my head even more. And I have. I took one meditation class, and I didn't like it. Well, when you and this is not a plug for Light Watkins, although he is great, and you can find him on Google. Um, but what he taught me is it's very scientific. So when you do it, and you do it repeatedly you are basically banking a psychological thing where you know how like you wake up in the morning and you pour yourself cereal and the milk spills everywhere and you don't freak out you're like it's fine it's okay then you go out and there's a someone parked you in in your car and you can't get out and you're like that's okay and then you go to work (laughs) and then this is where mass shootings come from (laughs) yeah and then you go to work all day you're like i'm taking it i'm taking taking it up the ass and then finally just boom you go to work and somebody steals your idea and you're like Oh, mm-hmm. you know, it's mm-hmm. fine though. And then you come home and your wife uh, forgot to make the mashed potatoes that you you love and you lose your fucking mind. Yeah. It wasn't the potatoes. It was the three things before. Right. And what meditation does, and this is broad. I mean, it's deeper than that, but it banks those. So like you start being able to have more things happen to you without losing your mm. shit or being sent into a, a spiral. Right. Spirals are bad. And I right. used to spiral all the time and I'm still guilty of it because I don't meditate as much as I should they want you to do like 20 minutes twice a day that's ideal it's a lot that's a lot but I mean how much do you scroll through 4,000 minutes yeah 4,000 times a day and, and it, I'm like yeah I still I can't fit in the 20 minute meditation and look it's not for everybody but it is if, if you're really battling and you feel like you have no like you're just gonna give up like I, I, I'm just gonna be miserable and that's what it is like what do you have to lose yeah these things are all things. What do you have to lose? And it's better, like, at least you're not going to the gym. <laughs> you know, it's like, at least you get to sit yeah. and, and be comfortable. And that's the other thing, honestly, that does it for me is, is working out. Yeah. That helps me a lot. Yeah. I would say that a lot at the beginning of my podcast before Stevie passed away. I I haven't listened back to the episodes, but I thinking back to them, I talked a lot about how great ex- or going to the gym has been for me mentally. Mm-hmm. But then I fe- after Stevie passed away, I fell back into a really bad depression and... I haven't been able to go to the gym since. It just sounds too daunting and too difficult. And I think how naive I was at the beginning of these, where I was saying, oh, just go to the gym, just go to the gym. Because now I'm in this situation where I cannot find the inner strength to go to the gym. Could, can you do baby steps? Like one day you just go there and, and, and do one thing and go home. Yeah, but then, and I've thought about doing that. And I always, I'm a, yeah, like, in improv, the rule is yes and. Mm-hmm. In life, I'm a no but. Right. I, yeah. And in improv. <laughs> I know. I'm like, no, but. but yeah. Um, 
I have thought to do that before. Like just go to the gym and do something super easy and then go so that it just gets you out the door. Mm -hmm. But then once I get there, I think, oh, that was a, I just wasted time. I could have been doing so much more there. And this, now the association I'm going to have with the gym is me being lazy and like going and not actually working hard. And then I won't be able to, I hold on to memory. Like I hold on to memories way too long and way too hard. Mm -hmm. And I talked about, eating issues that I had. And when I had those eating issues, it was a lot of a working out issue because I was obsessed with going to the gym, but I was doing it in a punishment form. Like I wasn't going to the gym because I wanted to feel healthy and feel happy. I wanted to be skinny and Mm -hmm. I wasn't being skinny. And I was just so holding on to that experience of going to the gym and just being frustrated and, Mm -hmm. and only being there to hurt myself. And then for years I couldn't go to the gym after because my association was so negative. And then I turned it around but it took a lot of work and a lot of time mm-hmm. to not have it be that. And now it's not negative. It's just that I, if I go and I'm in a negative place, I don't want it to become that feeling associated with the gym again. Right. It's almost like I have to keep the gym experience safe. And right now I'll go there and make it not safe. There's another book that just popped into my head that I really want you to read. And it's called The Tools. Hmm. Is it about like dudes that pop their collars? No, it's about dick pics. It's just a okay. book full of dick pics okay. called The Tools. Oh, yeah. I can read it. Um, it's all pictures, <laughs> It's all right? pictures. Okay. Then there, yeah. There's some captions. Yeah. Like, wow, that's veiny. Um, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. No, The Tools. This tool- picture isn't in vain. <laughs> that was really stupid. No, I like it. That was not funny. But no, The Tools is this book, and they have five simple tools uh, for life, and they're uh, really smart. There's two therapists, and uh, Fred Stutz is one of the guy's names, and he's been a therapist to like pr- some pretty well-known people. And he came up with this, and I read it years ago, and it really helps. And I think you, it would help you because a lot, what I'm hearing from you, especially with this, is like you fight against things that are going to make you better, and you find all kinds of reasons why you can't do them when it's this voice. And it's not that's not your voice. That's this other thing in your head that wants to stay. Well, going back to what we said before, y- your comfort zone to keep you miserable in your comfort zone, and. One of the tools in the books helps you break through fears. There's a whole exercise you do. To, like You have to do a lot of this stuff over and over again, but it really helps. If you find yourself spiraling, they have another one that's about being grateful. You have to name five things you're grateful for, and they can never be the same Ugh. things ever. They'd be like, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for that color orange. It's making me happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, whatever. Don't, see, I, you hate it mm-hmm. because it's going to help you. Yeah. It's also Stuart Smalley to me. Well... A little bit, but I don't think it's completely Stuart Small because you're not lying to yourself. You're not looking into the mirror and telling yourself lies because I think that's bullshit. Yeah. I don't. I don't believe in like being like, I'm the greatest actor that's ever been. <laughs> I'm the smartest man that's ever walked the planet. I'm, you know. Yeah, I, you're just like when you do something like that, you just sink into your own delusions. But Jeff Garland did say something like he looks in the mirror um, every morning and just kind of smiles at himself, and it's such a goofy, dumb thing to do that it makes him laugh and it kind of puts him in a better mood. See, that's great. Yeah. That's great. I'm like, well, when I smile at myself, I'm just going to be like, wow, look at the beauty. And it's not going to make me laugh because it's so pretty. She's just so gorgeous. Just kidding. I would hate doing that. And I like I said, I hate my face. And so it's like if I look in the mirror, then I'm just going to look at everything like, oh, my gums are too big. And oh, my teeth are too yellow. And like my my face is misshaped. And so it's like I stand in my way. Like you said, it's like all these excuses for why I can't. I want to make this last comparison about about this. And I think life is like climbing Mount Everest. It's not easy. It's fucking hard yeah. for everybody. And pointless. No matter what your situation. <laughs> right. Because I feel like climbing, Mount, is climbing pretty, Mount Everest is so pointless. It's pretty pointless. Yeah. But imagine doing that. I feel like you're doing it right now mm-hmm. with no shoes on, n- no Sherpas to help you along the way, no food, no anything. You're like, nah, that's that's pussy shit. I don't. I'm just going to climb this mountain, okay, <laughs> without anything. Mm-hmm. I know that, like, other people do that to get them through mm-hmm. and to get to the top, but pff, It's a really good analogy. Me. And I think I'm that's, impressed. that's what you're doing right now. Yeah. Life is hard, and you need to do, you need to do things to get through it and to get to climb the mountain. Otherwise, you're going to just lay down and freeze to death yes, on the side. Yes, that's what I would do. Yeah. That's me. You can't, you got to do things. That's me. Life for me is a, is a series of habits and things I've set up so that I can be okay. And a lot of people who are seem well adjusted in life do that. They all have these habits and things they set up because they know they need yeah. it or they will crumble. Right. Well, there's a book, Tools of, Tools of Titans. Oh, yeah. Have you, by Tim Ferriss. Yeah. yeah. Someone sent me that actually who listens to my podcast, like sent it anonymously. And I've peeked through it a little bit, but um, it's tools, like mm-hmm. you said, and it's 
you always see those articles online, like nine highly effective habits of successful people, but it's always habits. Right. Habits. It's huge. Like it's their lifestyle. It's their habit. They wake yeah. up. It's this, it's this every single day. I've always compared it to a chain, right? You have a link and every time you do something and you have to consistently do it, that chain gets stronger. One link's not that, not that strong. Yeah. But if you've set up habits and you just do, just add one every once in a while, that's going to be one thing. Just add one positive thing and force yourself to do it. Yeah. It will make a difference mentally. And I think... In the long run, you'll see the big... And it will add up, like what you're saying. With the links, they'll eventually add up. And your excuse is not really a good excuse for the gym because there's plenty of other things you can find to do that won't trigger you. Like you could swim, you could hike, you could do... There's a million other things. You don't have to go to 24-hour fitness if it triggers you. you do you know why they go there? Oh, yeah, I've posted on Instagram. I go there. Uh, I have just oh, taking a guess. guess. Okay. Yeah, taking yeah. a guess. You're like, yeah, she's kind of broke, but not like <laughs> Planet Fitness broke. Yeah, 24-hour fitness. Uh, well, those expensive gyms are such a rip. I did. I went to Equinox for like a, a year and I hated myself for doing it. It was such a waste of money. Oh my God, it's so much money. And it feels like you're working out in a spa kind of. It doesn't feel <sighs> like you can I, really get dirty. No, that's what I liked. There was, and there's so many. The one in WeHo was like, it was too much, honestly. The, yeah. the people there were too good. Uh, Fabio was there, for God's sakes. One day I was like doing curls and I look over. and He I, looks over at you. He's like, oh, my twin. Yeah, he's like, I can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> that your arms are so small. <laughs> but he's probably jealous of your hair. Maybe. Yeah. Well, now, yeah, well, it's blonde right now. Mm -hmm. Let's not talk about that. Anyway. (laughs) Well, speaking of blonde, I want to dye my hair blondish. So you guys might see that soon. And I'm going to post a picture because you and me are dressed very similarly and not on purpose. Mm -hmm. But I do think soon I will have blondish hair. I I like it. Yeah. And it's not normally me, but I just need a change. And I need to take away from my freak face. You do not have a freak face. We're going to go blonde or blondish. Yeah. I but you guys will see the picture. Man, I want to sit. I want to like me. sit down with you for like three days, and just talk this face thing out. <sighs> I'll crazy. never. I'll show. I can show you all the pictures that'll prove what I say right. But anyway, that's what how, how the show's this? not can, about. Well, that. But, I, but okay. But uh, it is not about that. But I'm gonna. This is the last thing I'm gonna say. And that like we dated, right? We went on a date or two. Mm-hmm. We went and, on two dates. Yeah, and two dates, right? Mm-hmm. So if you were some freak show, I, I mean, that's I true. That's true. However. I, I'm showing up like, you know, with the right makeup and the right outfit. And oh, my I'm, you know. God. Yeah. No and. <laughs> or what is it? Yeah. No, no but. but. Yeah. And like, no, but I'm I'm ugly. Like that's <laughs> no. But I'm ugly. All right. You so look like you have something on your mind over there. I do because we have to do the segments now. The very exciting oh, show segments. Oh, show segments. Do we have a song mm-hmm. that goes boop, boop, with boop, boop. it? Um, no, it's just whatever sad song you're playing over and over in your head as you listen to this podcast. <laughs> that was good. Yes. That's the theme song. Um, so we're going to do a who's sadder. Okay. And you helped me come up with the who's sadder. Oh, and I know you're like, you're, you're like, nah, I don't want to I don't want to be mean. I don't. Stop pussing out. We're going to do a who's sadder. I don't. All right. <sighs> all right. So who's sadder? You said. <laughs> don't. Polly Shore. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Who's sadder? Polly Shore or David Arquette. Uh-huh. And. Today's contenders. Who, who do you I, got off the top? Okay, so off the top, I would say David Arquette okay. because he came to one of my stand-up shows a long time ago, and I know you're not doing well if you come to see my stand-up. Um, and it wasn't like he knew me and came just to see me. He was on Hollywood Boulevard, and I was running a comedy show at the time called Comedy Without a Cause because all these like, comedy with a cause, like blech, whatever bullshit. I'm just having comedy for comedy. So it was my show. It was called Comedy Without a Cause. And he was walking down Hollywood Boulevard, and the place I was at was at a place right off Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And um, we would try to like pull people in. And so David Arquette was walking by. We're like, oh, we're doing a stand-up show. And he was like, all right, cool. And he came in and he stayed for like a half hour. And I, and so to me, if you're walking down Hollywood Boulevard, number one, things aren't going well. Yes. You want to disagree with us. Well, n- I, he just sounds like a really nice guy. He does, but he also didn't seem like he was doing that great. And like he looked maybe like he was really drunk okay. Okay. or okay. had all been right. like doing drugs or something. Okay. I, like he, his clothes looked really dirty. He looked like Hollywood Boulevard. Right. I have this thing about L.A. Like you waiting for a bus. Like you don't ever. I'm embarrassed. I've ridden the bus by choice, and I'm. I don't want anyone to see me waiting. Yeah. At the like on yeah. the street. It's not like riding the bus in New York. No. It's it's like feels like someone's gonna call me. Like, dude, I saw you waiting for the bus. Is like, everything okay? okay? Are you yeah. all right? Yeah. That's, anyway, so I don't. Yeah, but that's basically how he looked like he would have been waiting for the bus in L.A. Not yeah. like regular bus, but like drug addicty bus. Right. Right. But I don't know for sure. But then Pauly Shore, I don't know too much about him, but he did have a podcast 
um, for a little while, I think. And my friend was editing it. Oh. This was like a few years ago. And if you have a podcast, that means you're not doing too well. So <laughs> that's not true. A lot of successful people have podcasts, but I me see, included. I see Paul, what made me think of Polly Shores. I see, I see him a lot. I've, he's one person I run into more than like at weird places too, like the chiropractor or whatever. But lately I've seen him out and Does about he say, hey, buddy. by himself, which is brave. Like, I, I don't know if it's sad, but like, like having by himself dinner. where, oh, eating dinner, having dinner. Okay. I do respect that a bit. I do too, but it's because I'm a loner and like in a busy, like mm. Silver Lake restaurant. Yeah, that is kind of weird. It's um, it's we, it's funny, but he also seems like a guy who like totally walks to his own beat. You know, marches to his own beat. So, which is a good thing. Yeah, he's in his own time zone. He does his own thing, which I think is a good thing. So, I know you wanted me to be tough. Yeah, that's such a hard. Okay, time. well, Neil Brennan came on the show, who's a comedian, and he's so funny. But he did not want to do the who sadder thing. Yeah, I get it. Meanwhile, I edited out a couple of his jokes that were super harsh. <laughs> that like. I'm like, whoa, you can make those jokes. And I wasn't trying to edit him. It was just a oddly timed, inappropriate type thing. And I didn't feel comfortable having it on the show. But he would he made these like super harsh jokes and then wouldn't do the who sat or he's like, ah, I don't want to. It's not. But it was like, whoa, how can you pick and choose like how you can, you know, rip on people? Maybe it's because this is just set up to like if off the cuff. A joke can be taken as just like a joke, but like if we intentionally go sit in down to be like, like mm, sit down, okay. Well, it all spanned from Stevie and I because I basically told her, well, you totally win the Who Sadder contest. And I was like, oh, that'd be a fun segment. We just compared celebrities. So we did like, you know, like uh, Lindsay Lohan and you know, whoever, you know, Britney mm-hmm. Spears or mm-hmm. whatever. And then it's kind of. I think Lindsay Lohan is sadder. Than anyone? Than, yeah. She just, I think just supported Trump? Uh, uh, did she? Did I? Uh, no, she supported Harvey Weinstein. Oh, Weinstein. She was same just saying, thing. well, same, I don't know if she same, supported same. him, but yeah, basically. <laughs> she basically was like, I feel, you know, I've never had a bad experience with Harvey and I feel bad for Harvey. Um, but I don't know if she retracted that or not. That was less yeah, of I saw. That's your experience, not the 90 plus other women who have come forward. Right. But anyway, she, yeah, she sat on everything. Who sat on her or her dad? Ooh, that's really good. Her dad. Her dad is much sadder. I me. think I think she's sadder because I think her dad is still satisfied with just the fact that his daughter's a celebrity and he got to mooch off that. Well, okay, are we talking sadder in his own heart or sadder like from an outside perspective? Either or. Yeah, from an outside perspective, the dad is sadder to me because he couldn't do it on his own. Mm-hmm. He had right, you're to, taking a, a level deeper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like at least she had some talent, which she did. Yeah. Does. Did. 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 Did, did you see that... Uh, movie that she did a while ago the tv movie about which she played elizabeth um elizabeth taylor Taylor. did you ever see it no her acting was so bad what's the one she did with the porn star james dean that's the one that was the same one the same one i think i think she didn't do a porn no that one was called canyons no it wasn't a porn but it had a porn star oh yes 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 no that yes you're right but what what a i didn't see that that one I'm imagining it was obviously terrible. All right. Well, you're no fun. We're going to move on to another <laughs> segment because you don't like making fun of people. I'm sorry. Okay. So the other one we do is called the depression impression. Oh. And we talk about a celebrity who is depressed. Okay. And did you know recent? Well, it wasn't recent. It was actually in August. Sinead O'Connor released a video kind of like having a meltdown. Did no, you know that? I didn't know that. Well, um, she... Okay, so she attempted suicide in 2012, and she suffers from depression and PTSD. And then last year, in the span of two months, police were twice alerted um, that she was suicidal. After the first instance, O'Connor was found unharmed following a missing person search for her on the suicide attempt or whatever. Then the second alert, um, she said it was basically bullshit and wasn't it wasn't real. Um, and then recently on Facebook, she posted a video, and by, by recent, I mean in August, she posted a video which she said was making, that she was making for people who don't have as many resources as her, and she's hoping to reach people through this video. But basically, the video was, it's 12 minutes long, and I'll be honest, I didn't watch the entire thing, but it's a lot of crying, and you can see she's, deeply deeply sad and she talked about how her psychiatrist is the only person that's there for her oh, and God. men have let her and i don't really understand what she was 
doing with this part, but she was saying she's the small woman and men are letting her be alone for two years with no safety or anything like that or something. Like she just felt very like left to the wayside. Right. You know, and felt compelled to blast this out on to the world. Yeah. On a video. Yeah. And the one that I saw has got 600,000 views. So a decent amount of people saw it. I didn't hear about it at the time. Man. Yeah, I know. It's weird with the social media stuff. I don't get that. Is it I a cry re- for attention or are you actually trying to help someone else? I, I don't know. I don't know. I've never understood that just pouring out your deepest. Online. Online in, in a in a video. It, yeah. It's, to me, it seems like. It seems contrived. Yeah. and Yeah. Poor, poor me. Poor, yeah. You know, like, didn't somebody, Tyrese, just like had a video Tyree, am I saying that right? Where I he, think it's Tyrese. Where he's you crying. You get fancy with the Leclerc and the yeah, Tyree. I, know. I like to go fancy. <laughs> I do. But he's like crying about his like very personal issue of his like his wife or ex-wife and something about child care. Like who yeah, gets to have yeah. the kid? I don't know, yeah. but it, it just doesn't seem like the place. It, because it's like in the back in the day when you would do this into your diary – it felt real because you weren't trying to get any, and you weren't trying to get views from your diary. Right. But now it's like it can benefit you in some way. And I mean, like, believe me, if like maybe I posted a video doing something crazy, I could get it might go viral, and then I might get more listens on the on the podcast. You know, so it's like the intentions behind it are questionable. Questionable, or if just people people feel really comfortable in this platform now. Maybe just telling the world how they feel. Like, to me, I'm still, I guess, old school where I don't. I don't like to post things on Facebook that are personal. You know, I don't like to make videos about things that are personal. I've so many times wanted to post after reading an annoying girl's post on Facebook from high school. I've all, I've wanted to post so bad. It's called Facebook, not your diary. Right. But no one will say it. Everyone, and then, then there's the people who are there for that person who's just airing too many private things. And they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. I hope you're doing well. And it's like this public forum that's not natural and it's not supposed to be. I don't think so either. Yeah, I don't either. But it could be just one of those things like you crazy kids, you know, it's generational. Like I just was, I'm in that in between where it, I don't feel I see it from older it. people. Like, uh, I mean, not older, but like people that didn't grow up as millennials in this time with just all this technology. Mm-hmm. So it's really sad. It looks like a, it just looks like a cry for attention. Yeah. Uh, that's the world we live in now is like you, if you need attention, you can you can get it. Yeah, you can. But um, you guys can watch the video. It's on YouTube if you just type in Sinead O'Connor. It's like the first result that comes up. But we talked about Stevie and I were a big fan of Fiona Apple. Oh, yeah. And Fiona replied to um, Sinead just saying, I want you to know that you are my hero. And I just saw the video of you. And I don't want you to feel like that. I don't want you to feel like that. You've given so much. And I wish I could be there. And I wish I could be of some use to you. I am your friend. That's all I want to say. And you're my hero. And it's weird because, again, it's like this private conversation you're seeing in public. So, like, normally that exchange would just happen over over the telephone, not even a cell phone. Maybe they don't have each other's contact. And that's the thing. It's like, I'm sure you have each other's phone number. Can you just send Sinead a text? Do you have to write it publicly? Even though I'm a Fiona fan. That would be very strange if they do have each other's contact. They probably do. And yet you... That's like when people put post stuff on Facebook about like to their loved like to their lover. Yeah, it's like just like, text oh my god, them. dinner tonight, babe, you are the best. I love you. Private message that shit. Yeah, please. that's not uh that's not for public. Yeah. You could just write him. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, totally. But maybe we're just um we're just different 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 just, we're just different people. Just different people. Yeah. We'll just go back to make fun of who's sadder. <laughs> All right, I'm I, kidding. And then the last thingy we do is called F that shit. Okay. And this week, I used to talk a lot about the psych ward stuff and stuff, um, and I haven't in a while, so I just wanted to read um, some excerpts from... So there's this post I found where this guy works in a mental institution, and he isn't supposed to, but he posts... He doesn't release people's names or anything, Mm -hmm. but it's basically just all the doctor's notes on certain patients. And there's this one patient I just wanted to read about kind of quickly... Her number is 5162, but I'm just going to call her Sarah instead of reading the number. But they refer to her as number 5162, which is sad and creepy, isn't it? That is. It's very, like, science fiction-y. Very science fiction-y. 
Okay, so Sarah's mother admitted Sarah into the hospital. The mother was quite distressed, claiming Sarah has been possessed by a demon. The mother, and this is recent. This isn't from like the 1960s or anything. The mother says she can no longer care for her daughter. She has tried priests, exorcists, and holy water. The hospital was her last chance. Sarah was brought to room 83. Upon initial observation, Sarah seemed to be an ordinary child, not showing any symptoms her mother described on page two of the file. Sarah went to her scheduled therapy session at 3.30 p.m. After early examination, I believe she has schizophrenia. She shows signs of hallucination, delusions, and lack of emotion, talking to the air beside her, discussing her current situation, and how she would have to kill all the doctors to escape. This may explain why her mother thinks she has been possessed. Sarah admitted to killing her baby brother. She would not say why. She told me she has to kill her mother for locking her up. I called security shortly after and had them escort her mother to her room. What, why would he do that? It's like you're bringing the mother to her, to the room where she's like, I got to kill my mom. Right, it's like, go yeah, get her. Yeah. Go get the mother. <laughs> by, while being escorted, while Sarah was being escorted to her room by security, she attacked the security guards. The security guards were count as below. Guard. I went to the doctor's room and walked with the girl. Doctor said to secure her wrist, but she's a kid, so I did not. But you know, after all I've seen here, I should have known better. I had her follow me to her room. I turned a corner and she was gone. So I ran back there and she was holding a painting and I asked her what she was doing and she ran at me and started hitting me screaming and telling me she needed to kill the doctors to escape. Sarah was finally escorted to her room. Her door was secured. During the night rounds, another guard heard sounds. He investigated. Sarah had removed all the heads from all the dolls. She, they give them dolls, I guess, as like toys or whatever. But she was pretty young. That's apparently. not creepy. Yeah, no. Not creepy at all. Sarah re removed all the heads from the dolls and was clawing them apart with her hands. Privileges are now removed. So basically no more dolls for Sarah. Oh, what a bummer. Yeah. After observing Sarah for the day and through three more therapy sessions, I've determined she should be given she should be given X amount of milligrams of X medicine that they haven't provided here in this three times a day until improvement. Okay, so now we've gotten to improvement. Medication has drastically improved Sarah's condition. Sarah has gone three weeks without an incident, and she has been given supervised access to the playroom with, with patients 5165 and 5133. And then on another update, during a shift change in the playroom, Sarah beat – oh, my God, I forgot this part. Sarah beat patient 5162 or 5165 to death. In 26 seconds, oh according my to security cameras. God. So welcome to the mental hospital. Beat her to death. F that shit, man. F that shit. In 26. That's not bad. Seconds. That's a lot. That's not many seconds. That would make Mike Tyson blush. Mm -hmm. Anyway, kind of creepy. So I. Super. Creepy. Yeah, yeah. Because for F that, I had been not doing that kind of mental hospital stuff, but I find it so fascinating. So what do you, do you think she was possessed then? Definitely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Satan's like, bitch, yeah. I should have I done it in 25 seconds. That's crazy. That's I really sad. I don't think up, it's really sad, but I just don't know how anyone could be beaten to death in 26 seconds. That I don't know. According to security cameras, that's how long it took. Without like a weapon. Maybe she choked her or something. Oh, yeah. I that, don't know. I mean, but that's you, choking someone to death. That's yeah, not, not beating. beating to death. That's not is beating. Like, I wonder what she was using. Yeah, it's not in the account. But anyway, you can if you guys research that, there's all this stuff online of you know mental hospital uh pl like things like mm -hmm. that crazy stories yeah like play-by-plays that's like a nightmare mm -hmm. but would you would you rather here's a would you rather sorry would you rather be locked up in like maximum security prison or a mental hospital <sighs> that's a tough one that is a tough one that is a tough one um i would say i would probably prefer the prison i think me too yeah because the mental hospital, you would eventually start to feel insane yourself, mm -hmm. which might make time pass better or quickly. You know, maybe it wouldn't be bad. But maybe they'll never let you out then. Yeah. If there was a release date on in prison, if it was like, do you want to go to a mental institution and have no release date, but like you can live more freely or you have to go to a prison for 20 years, but you know you'll get out after 20 years. I might take the mental institution. Maybe I would too. I mean, because prison really scares me, like deeply. Well, you, I mean, oh my God, you would be eaten up alive. <laughs> You'd be in, eaten up at a women's prison. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I would definitely be afraid if I were you. I would, yeah. Because all the dudes would be like, oh, fresh meat. Look at that dude. Yeah, it would yeah. not be, it would not be, uh, yeah. it wouldn't be good. Yeah. I would try to get thrown into solitary confinement and just spend the whole time in there. 
I went into solitary confinement at um, Alcatraz. Alcatraz. That's intense. It's like 20 They put you in there for like 20 seconds or 40 seconds or Mm -hmm. something to see how long it actually feels. And it's a long time. It's a it's a long especially back then those were like medieval. Yeah, they and they would rats. they would leave someone in there for a I don't know a year. Yeah, and there's like rats and you all would kinds. you lo- can't absolutely see lose your mind. The ones now Pure they at least insanity. have like lights and yeah, there's some a little window. Yeah, I would just do push-ups the whole time. I would come out of there ripped. You would look like Carrot Top because he has huge arms <laughs> and like no legs. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that was his workout program. Like someone threw him in solitary for mm-hmm. a year and he came out and he's like, that's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. And that's where he came up with all those jokes, too, I'm sure. Like, too much time on your hands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what I would do. And then you could tire yourself out. So you'd sleep and do push-ups. Sleep, yeah. push-ups. It's just rough, man. You can't kill yourself. There's nothing in there to get you out of your misery. No. Say you were put in there. I mean, I don't know if they would do a year. Maybe they'd do, like, I feel like that's way too inhumane. A year in there. Maybe six months they do or three months. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't think a year is legal. Yeah, I feel like it's not legal. But um, I wouldn't make it out i mean i'd find any way to like not have to go through that it's weird how did we get <laughs> i don't know how do we get here anyway thank you you've been a really good guest oh thank you i'm been so, so glad much you fun. came i'm thanks for having me and you came on the fly so thank you yeah for that and yeah we'll follow you on instagram yeah i uh my, my it's all of my photography mostly your photography is so good oh thank you thank and you. i don't i'm not just saying that it's if i could be a photographer i would make my pictures like yours oh that's so sweet yeah. thank you because some some photography it looks like it's too fa- fantasy like like they're mm-hmm. trying to ma- and i think the world nature and everything can be beautiful but it's not realistic right and your photography is very realistic oh well thank you i i don't manipulate them in any way other than like what you could do in a dark room yeah that's awesome yeah and you only but you can do that on, on a computer program i do it in yeah lightroom which is basically a dark room of the that's know, awesome yeah yeah because it's like you capture people in the city or in like just their everyday not beautiful life some of them are beautiful but like it's a lot of people who just they're the salt of the earth or something right. and they're just trying to live they're going through something like I, yeah I, I, I like to try to catch people like having some sort of experience in it I can't believe you find all of those shots either. It's like this, the shots that you find are so awesome. Oh, thanks. Downtown. And like to get your, I know, but to actually get your, have your camera out at the exact right time and to capture that person in that moment. Oh, it's really hard. I've missed way more shots than I, I've taken. I can imagine. And it's frustrating. But as soon as they see your camera, it's over. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, done. Yeah. It's like kind of seeing a gun. You want to know the weirdest thing is I got into an argument one time with a guy. I took his picture and he's like, you, fuck you, you can't take my picture. And the, the hypocrisy of it all, he's a paparazzi. No. He was, he's like, I know the laws. You can't do that. I'm a paparazzi. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> what yeah uh, that yeah are you kidding number one i can do it because that if that's what he does right he should know that right anyway i still am thinking about that argument with this guy it was did so you have, did you keep the picture it was a terrible picture oh so it wasn't even worth it, it wasn't even worth it yeah dick wad yeah but anyway my i'm at snapjacks yeah and go look at those pictures they're mm. really really awesome it's a j-a-c-k-s underscore s-n AP underscore and then what's this role you had to dye your hair blonde for oh I don't want to say because I don't know you know it's so weird now like I'm not sure but it's going to be on um I can say that it's going to be on stars okay but that's as far as all because I don't big shot I don't know yeah Mm. it's fun all right well uh this wasn't fun I'm just kidding this was a (laughs) lot of fun um every Thursday you can get new episodes of mentally chill please tell a friend about the show and if you don't tell a friend please donate or subscribe on patreon to support the show so that I can continue to make it a better show anyway that's all for me so stay sad enough to listen but not too sad we'll see you guys next week (laughs) bye